You're listening to the Second Emulation Podcast, the show that brings you things in pop culture that you watch. With your host, Sean. I guess you can say it's spooky time. I like to thank Nancy for that intro. And by God, it's just nice having you back. You were missed. It's good to be back. I am not at 100% yet, but I will manage. No worries. Just glad to have you back. And for those who don't know, the intros were normally done by Nancy and the outros as well. So a couple episodes or majority of most of the episodes prior to this one have been me reading the intro and outro. Nancy will be going back to doing those in the future episodes. Werewolf by Night. I believe this is a show, correction, a movie that plays like it could be a show, but caught a lot of people off guard, especially me, just because like how it was presented. And really there wasn't any marketing for this. It was just under the radar, dropped on Disney Plus, and it got a lot of different reactions from it, mine included. I think what drew a lot of people to it was something different. Normally with Disney or slash Marvel, we are, our expectations are for the glamorous or recognizable. You flashy colors and okay, this is a Marvel series movie. This didn't have any of that. It was actually the opposite. It was very, the aesthetic played heavily on prior monster movie classics like The Wolfman, Frankenstein. And Dracula, which I think helped set it apart from other films. Now, for those who don't know, Werewolf by Night is actually part of the MCU. He is part of a group called the Midnight Suns, which handle a lot of the supernatural type cases and villains. So they be classified like on street level per se. Moon Knight's a part of that group and a few others. But they handle more so the supernatural cases. I think what was very interesting when the show starts or the movie starts is that it right off the bat tells you this is not your superhero movie. Though... The superheroes are in, this takes place in the same universe, and it makes that very clear, but you will not be seeing any superheroes in the movie, which I thought it was nice to just inform the audience that, you know, what you've been accustomed to, you won't be seeing that here. So bringing it back, one of my favorite scenes was the opening, just setting up the stakes that we are to be expecting with this movie. And so it gives not too much history, but just enough to let you know that we are going to be in joining these characters on what's presumably called the big hunt and that they hunt monsters. Now, the clan in which does this is called the Bloodstone. And we're informed of the stone that does give abilities or essentially able to make creatures more aggressive in their, in this ritual hunt they do to find a successor. 
And so getting some the stakes of what we're walking into is was a nice touch as opposed to other movies of Marvel. They don't really give you that up front. And we're introduced to a character called we're introduced to a character called Elsa Bloodstone. She her archetype is similar to that of Van Helsing. Her family are essentially the monster hunters of the MCU. Being introduced to a character that no one knows about, but has been thriving in the background of the Marvel Universe is very interesting. The second character we're introduced introduced to is Jack. Jack participates in the hunt and therefore find out he's there to free the monster. The other scene or my favorite scene of the movie is the transformation. Now, don't want to give too much away, but I think how it was done was very clever and the scoring and the music for it allowed the urgency and the animalistic of the transformation, even though it does pay homage to the classic aesthetic of the Wolfman. When we hear werewolf, a lot of us go to the classic, you know, underworld werewolf where it's CG. There's not a lot of prosthetic and visual effects there. It's all done by computer. So having the transformation start and seeing that the trend, like the evolution of that once it starts was very appealing and it was aggressive. Like it was very intense, something that was, I want to say similar to the Wolfman movie with Anthony Hopkins. And once Jack transforms all hell breaks loose. He is just as essentially as feral and untamed as a wolf or a werewolf would be. He is just ripping and shredding through guards, flying across from one side of the room to the other. It's just complete mayhem. And what I thought was interesting was that he knew how to fight. Like it wasn't, I guess this werewolf persona knew, knows martial arts because there were, you could clearly tell that within its combat ability, it was other than the slashing and its werewolf abilities, it was doing different type of combat that was not related to its skill set. So it was very interesting to see that. Not saying it was bad, it was just interesting to see it's neo in the matrix and they download martial arts and he's i know kung fu it was just out of place but it didn't take away from the action of the movie but it was just it was interesting to see and this did not let up on the gore like normally there's a lot of pan pan aways this kind of puts you in the action, which I liked. You, like, we knew the risks. You knew the risks. The risks were you were going to die. Like, this Jack was being held and, and they forced his hand to transform. And what did you expect? He transforms and he's going to be some idle creature. No, he's angry. He's full of, like, bloodlust, which he goes on a rampage. This brings me to my next topic, which, as I mentioned in the beginning, the show, which I 
said was an interesting part where they had to mention the Avengers. I felt like this also was a weak point for this movie that they had to let everyone know that this is part of the Marvel universe, that they are connected to the Avengers in some way so that people can be like, oh, okay, I can get into I feel like that wasn't necessary, though it was nice to see it. Just I felt like they could have eased the, that into the story if this ended up becoming like a character that who gets involved with our other superheroes later down the line, then yeah, do little breadcrumbs where he's introduced or there's an Easter egg, things like that, or have him appear in a Blade movie or Blade show up at the end, things like that. I felt like it really just took away because now you're like, okay, this is in the same atmosphere. I know what to expect. And I feel like that kind of took away from the atmosphere of this is a monster movie, but they're superheroes. It's a monster movie. Thor could come in or the Avengers could come in at any moment and save the day. Even though they stated like, oh, there are no superheroes. It just felt weird to to establish that. I don't think that it was necessary. I feel like that was like a weak area of of the movie itself. Another point, the pacing, which I felt like it hold up was also the character development pacing and the character development you're introduced into this big hunt you're hunting this monster but there's also these underlining stories of different characters that you're briefly introduced to and then they get killed off and so for me i'm like why invest that time in introducing these characters only for them to be killed off in the first act like fairly quickly. And Elsa, we're introduced to in the story. We don't really get much about her other than what you're told in the beginning about her family, but she doesn't really do much. She's there to just help progress the story along, which is fine, but you spend most of your time with Jack. She feels more like a supporting character, maybe not even a supporting character, like just in the background because it's mainly just on Jack. The title is Werewolf by Night, so it's not called The Bloodstones. So I feel like, did she really need to be there? Probably not. So that was one one thing that I found that was very kind of weak point about the movie was just the characters and the pacing. It felt like it was trying to get somewhere and it didn't really pick up until we get to Jack being captured and then his transformation. And then the stakes were that we were introduced to in the beginning of the film comes to fruition. Another weak area in the film is that the aesthetic of the film changes towards the end where they decide to go into, you know, color from that's black and white. I felt like that didn't need to be done. You could just left it black and white for this story because it felt it felt like it was needed for that aesthetic based on the Jack's transformation. Like the tone they were going for was that, and then they decided to like towards the end of the film switch it up. They should have just left it. There was no need to do that, and I. It just makes it seem like they were just riding the coattails of all press or 
horror monster movies. And then once they got what they needed from it, it's okay, now we're going to change it up. And now we know it's not going to just be black and white forever. I didn't mind just that it's a little, they could just left it. I don't know what the point of switching the colors were for this film was fine. If there is going to be a sequel or another type of movie that's depicting a horror Marvel's version of their monster. I so what would I rate this movie? For me, watching it with my family, give it a three and a half stars. There, and three and a half stars is a good rating for this film. It was something that was unexpected. There was no marketing for this movie at all across any social media. So it was like sneak attack by Disney. And just given like, Everything that they were trying to do, the aesthetic, the tone, the characters, I feel like three and a half stars is generous on the film because there are areas where it does lack that it needs the Marvel Universe to help prop itself up, which which kind of leads me to the pros and the cons in the film. So a con would for this film is pretty much the story. For those who are unfamiliar with Werewolf by Night and how it is a actual classic Marvel character in the universe, it's going to go over your head. Having to introduce that character to the Marvel Universe can take some time. But yes, for those who don't know the story, this is just going to come off as a, be seen by others, like a cash grab in the Marvel universe. Oh, they're doing their own monster movie and just copying from its predecessors. In a way, yes and no, but it can be confusing for others. Another con could be, I find is that it felt like it was trying to duplicate something. Like trying to have success with a obscured character that no one knows about and seeing if it sticks its landing and a lot of it is contributes to as i mentioned using the marvel universe to prop itself up so a lot of that was like in the movie would people have cared if they didn't you know, announce that, hey, this is within the Marvel Universe. Your heroes can, or in this universe, they could pop up any time, whenever the world needs saving. It was one of those, a con for me that it needed to say that in order for people to understand that's in that realm. And so I didn't like it as much. If they, I could have done without it, as I mentioned. I feel like that was a real con because they're not, really trusting the producers, the story to elevate itself. It needs the what the Marvel movies and series to help prop it up. And I figure that's a big con for me. Any pros? The pro for me would be introducing a character that's not well known. Again, there's so many iterations, so many Thor movies of Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, their stores are done so much that everyone knows who they are. And so doing a character that's not well known, like Moon Knight, changes it up. And it's nice to see not well known characters brought to the forefront. And Wolf by Night is a Marvel character that didn't get any love. And it's nice to see that they're taking a risk with this character because he is associated to like 
the Midnight Suns and Blade as well. That's what I'm looking forward to is seeing if the character does well and there is a good perception for this that we could see team ups in the future with Blade. And that has me very optimistic. Now, will they do other one shot films of other, you know, Marvel monsters? Who knows? It would be nice. Not sure if it's going to be like every Halloween, they drop a new monster, Marvel monster on Disney+. Plus. Now, we're going to see what other people rated the film. Brought to you by Letterboxd. So, right now, the rating on Werewolf by Night is 3.7 stars. And I'm going to read a review by Charlie G., who gives it three and a half. Hard to fully flesh out the characters in 55 minutes, but if you're looking for a distinguishable creature feature, this will do the trick. My thoughts exactly. Like, it's hard to essentially flesh out these characters within a set time frame. I feel like if they had more time, we would get a more fleshed out story. And that review is by the user Charlie G on Letterboxd. So shout out to Charlie G. So that brings us to the end of this episode. You've been listening to Second Emulation Podcast. My name is Sean, and we'll see you in the next one. That brings us to the end of this episode. You have just listened to the Second Emulation. Subscribe to our podcast on wherever you may listen to podcasts. Leave a rate and review. Catch our next episode. Music